0: AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, makes its way to Denver, June 21st through 23rd. Register today at AFFCOM2010.com. AFCON 2010 is different from those other affiliate trade shows designed for the affiliate manager where you can pay up to $1,500 just on a single registration. That's why AFCON 2010 offers you an alternative, a show that's free for affiliates. Not to mention, over 80% of our attendees are affiliates. AFCON 2010 brings you a wide range of sessions, essential for significant affiliate marketing achievement. Plus, we are proud to be working with Search Engine Strategies to present an additional day of all new Search Engine Marketing sessions and tracks. Add unbeatable nighttime networking capped off by WebmasterRadio.fm's annual Affiliate Bash and you have the complete Affiliate Trade Show experience for free. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates, June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com.
1: Feel you're getting the most out of your current affiliate marketing program? Find out as today's top advertisers and publishers unite on the all-new affiliate marketing today. Join your hosts, Commission Junction's Advertiser Account Director, Kim Dosell and Publisher Business Development Manager, Brian Caldwell. It's they share valuable insights on promoting strategic relationships, discuss the state of the industry, and offer you a rare glimpse into the minds of today's top players. See how to get the most out of your affiliate marketing program now as we present the all-new affiliate Affiliate Marketing Today, the industry's only broadcast, offering unique perspectives of both advertisers and publishers. Now, here are your hosts, Kim Dalzell and
2: Brian Caldwell. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Affiliate Marketing Today with your hosts, Kim Dalzell and Brian Caldwell. I appreciate you joining us once more on this fine Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Today, we're talking about performance optimization. And uh, we have the benefit of talking with Melissa Chigaris today, who's our Director of Performance Optimization at Commission Junction. Uh, We're hoping we can can tease some some interesting information out of her about what she does, what her group does, and how that works at a large network and and why it's important. Um, Before I get into uh, the conversation with Melissa, let's say hello to Kim. And Kim, why don't you talk about the things that we usually do at the beginning of a show.
3: (laughs) Okay, thanks Brian, nice (laughs) nice lead in there. Um, So welcome everybody to our, uh, I think this is our show number 11, Uh, And for those who have listened to us in the past, you know, we've done shows with guests and we've done shows with just Brian and myself. Um, And so Brian and I are always thrilled to have a guest because then you don't listen to us the whole time. So um, we're very happy about that. Just a few housekeeping things. One is I want to remind everybody to send us some email. We do read them. We do respond. And we are looking for some new topics. For our next session of shows. So put on your thinking caps and send us some email at podcast at cj.com. That's P O D C A S T S at cj.com. And remember, you're listening to us live right now at uh, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on webmasterradio.fm, but if you can't listen to us live, you can also download us if you just go to webmasterradio.fm and download us to your iPod or your mobile phone and listen to us then.
2: You know, uh, just a quick note before we jump in with Melissa, I I was brainstorming with a buddy last night and we said, you know, one of the shows we should do uh, in the next series, Affiliate Marketing Bloopers. (laughs) (laughs) What fun would that be, huh?
3: Oh, I hope not.
4: (laughs)
2: Yeah, well, okay, well, let's let's jump in. Hello, Melissa, how are you?
4: Hi, Brian, I'm doing well. How are you?
2: I'm very good. I understand you're traveling out in Marlboro this week.
4: Yes, I am. I've had a very productive week out here, and I'm going to be headed back to Santa Barbara tonight, though.
2: <laughs> okay, so is it a nice break from Santa Barbara, or are you ready to get back to that beautiful location?
4: <laughs> it's actually been pretty nice out here as well, so it's not always nice to uh, to do a little traveling, but happy to, to uh, head back uh, <laughs> uh, head back home.
2: Okay, well, I it to the audience that um, what you do, performance optimization, is something that's it's fairly specific to, to larger networks. So why don't we just jump right in with uh, a description from you of, of kind of what your department does. What do you guys do?
4: Sure. Well, basically, my team, our performance optimization team, um, is tasked with optimizing the client base. So while that sounds sort of simple, um, what it basically means is that we're really looking at the network as a whole and then we're looking at specifically data and identifying different trends and looking for opportunities to then grow um, various segments within the network. So we have performance consultants um, that push out recommendations and guidance to the clients um, that we have targeted. And we do that through a couple of different methods. Um, We do advice campaigns and emails as well as individual phone calls and email communication. Um, We're really pushing best practices um, uh, and and other things that we think that these clients should be doing or other um, advertisers and publishers that could be working together. Um, These are the sorts of things that we're looking for. Because our, our CJ Vantage advertisers and our CJ Performer publishers have des- designated account managers, we're really focused more on a little bit smaller clients or mid-tier kind of up and coming clients on both the publisher and the advertiser side um, and looking for those that have high potential um, and it will benefit from um, the advice that we're giving. And um, we've really seen some great results and, and found that people are really um, open and, and willing to take our, our guidance and... Um, and then we see them typically ramp up, and uh, it's, it's great. So it's, um, it's, to my knowledge, it's a pretty unique um, approach, what we're doing, um, to our network. So I guess if you had to boil it down, uh, I would say that we're looking for opportunities that are either being missed or new ones that we can create, and, uh, and then we can figure out how to maximize our uh, revenue opportunities for both uh, publishers and, and advertisers across our network.
2: Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of information. That's a great overview, um, and it sounds – I mean, really, you're looking at the network as a, from a holistic standpoint, which is fantastic. And we're not doing it out of the kindness of our heart, as you said. Um, we're doing it to, to help advertisers and, and publishers alike. Uh, and I guess it's really following that old sales saying, right? It's easier to upsell y- your existing clients.
4: Exactly. And, and we're not – necessarily uh, trying to upsell the clients that we're speaking with. Um, we do have some services that we offer, um, on, especially on the advertiser side, um, but we really are just trying to push out um, as much guidance and recommendations and advice um, based on the metrics and the data that we're seeing in the network. So, um, it really is beneficial to sort of all parties involved, um, as you say. So, I guess... To some extent we're doing it out of the goodness of our hearts, but <laughs> I, I think it really benefits everybody um, involved so and I, I think there's actually
3: some some publishers uh, and, and I think maybe an advertiser who's actually emailed us who have actually seen the benefits coming from melissa 's group
4: um, that we've actually sent off to your group to to help so right right and sometimes uh, though uh, clients can't really purchase our um, on my department's services per se, um, because it's not really a you know a specific service that we're offering. Um, we do have clients that Sort of hear about us and and re- come to us and request um, some of our help, and we're not you know doing one our day to day contact or, or account management per se, um, but we are more than happy to, to help clients that have the resources and that are um, looking for a little extra help um, with their program or on the publisher side if they're looking for um, advertiser recommendations or or help getting into a program that maybe they've been had having trouble getting into that sort of thing so.
3: Could you give us an example of, uh, like, the last advice campaign that you maybe did? Uh, the
4: last advice campaign? Um, maybe an email campaign or something like that? Yeah, we definitely have done many um, many different types of campaigns. Our email campaigns are are usually directed um, towards publishers and are, um, give recommendations typically about which types of advertisers might work well for them. Um We also have an advice box functionality in in the interface that both publishers and advertisers um, can view if they've been targeted to receive the advice. So um, an, an example of that might be uh, publishers that are using invalid links and they may not be aware of that. So um, if they have an affiliation that no longer exists and for some reason they're not aware of that and they're still driving traffic through that link, they're not going to receive any commissions um, for resulting transactions. And so we want to make them aware of that. Um, that might be an example, um, things like that. So I can. Kind of go into that a little bit later, if you'd like, but... (laughs) Good example. I just want to make sure everybody sort of in our audience
3: understood what... What those sort of advice campaigns were, and really they, they're fairly I think for the most part a lot of times the general advice is you know fairly generic. Um, sometimes I think Brian and I might take it for granted that everybody knows, um, mm-hmm. but you your team seems to figure out, okay, not everybody's going to
4: know this, so let 's make sure they understand right, right, and some of it may be aimed you know more towards um, I don't want to say beginner, but, but, you know, people that are less savvy um, on both both sides, the publisher or the advertiser side, some of what we're telling them, and that may be more obvious to um, some publishers or advertisers that have been around, um, and hopefully they wouldn't get targeted for that type of of advice. So we really try to um, segment out the network and really give um, advice that's going to be valuable and and beneficial to the um, clients that are receiving it.
2: So Melissa, actually, this sounds like a very nuanced approach, uh, and you're, you really are doing this out of the kindness of your heart, because um, but at least that's the appearance from the publishers that you're, you're helping, and I assume you're helping advertisers at the same, uh, in the same way, uh, but if I were a publisher and I, I had the angel of Melissa coming in to help me save my program, I think I'd be very appreciative.
4: <laughs> uh, we like to think so, you know, and we we actually have seen people get to, very happy to hear from us, and um, and then we're we're likewise very pleased when we see people take our our recommendations and you know move up and become a CJ performer publisher or become a CJ Advantage advertiser, and we we've, we've seen that happen many times, so it, it's really um, a, a, a good thing for for us as well to uh, to see the results.
3: Well, Brian, I think we probably should take a quick break right now and uh, give our sponsors some air time.
4: Yep, time to
2: feed the beasts. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we'll be right back after a quick break. Thank you very much, Kim, and uh, we'll see you in a second.
1: You're just minutes away from more Affiliate Marketing Today. Stay tuned.
3: Google AdSense, how do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com AdSense now. google.com AdSense.
5: Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Hey Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted Fast Click, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using Us.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more Details. Value click media.
1: Now, back to Affiliate Marketing Today, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host.
2: Okay, welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Today with your host, Kim Delzell and Brian Caldwell. Today, we're talking about performance optimization with Melissa Chagueras, who's the director of performance optimization here at Commission Junction. Um, And, you know, I want to emphasize that this is um, something that's, this is a, a topic that's specific to larger networks. It's not specific it's, uh, necessarily to CJ. Do uh, do want to throw that out there. But, um, Melissa, uh, we were talking before the show and had a, a number of ideas about some things to discuss. And I, I know one of the things that's of great interest to me is, is really how you're looking at um, helping lift the network as a whole uh, compared to managing individual accounts. Can you can I go into more details about why that's useful and what that approach is all about.
4: Sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, our take on it is that by sort of taking a step or two back and really looking at um, what's going on at the network level rather than just at an individual account level, um, we're able to identify upcoming trends um, based on things like seasonality or um, category or special offers, um, and, and we probably wouldn't recognize all of these things going on. If we were just focused on each individual uh, CJ Access account, as we have quite a few of those. Um, so many times we'll find advertisers that are, you know, diamonds in the rough that we definitely would not have come across normally um, had we not been really specifically looking for um, some trends during... Um, seasons where you might not think that something would would really be um, very, very popular or converting very well. Um, So we look for for advertiser programs that might be a good fit for these trends that we're seeing. Um, And then we identify publishers that would then also do well with that type of a program and um, try to do some matchmaking and get them together um, and contact the publishers mainly and, and let them know why we think that they would perform well um, based on our data and metrics that we're seeing. Um, and it, a lot of times it's something that they might not have even realized. So I really think there's a, a definitely a benefit to looking at um, the trends and, and the network as a whole.
3: You just, you just mentioned trends. Um, what kind of trends are you seeing
4: well, we, we see all sorts of trends. Um, to give you an example, um, you know, we're always kind of trying to look ahead and, and see what's going to be the next sort of big thing or um, even something more niche-like that might not be, really obvious to everybody. So um, as an example, during the holiday season, we're already thinking about obviously, okay, what's going to happen at the new year? And what are people going to be doing? And there's some really obvious trends there like, you know, weight loss and um, fitness and financial services and people looking for new jobs. Um, but what maybe a lot of people don't realize is that tax programs do really well at not eight, not in April, not just in April, but in early, early February. People are getting their W-2s and they want their, there's a ton of people that get tax returns and so they're filing very early on in, in February when people aren't, or most people aren't even thinking about taxes and so we'll identify something like that or these types of trends from year to year and notify publishers and let them know, you know, in November, December, hey, you've got to get ready for the tax surge that's going to happen. Um, So that's that's the kind of thing um, that we look for. And then also, you know, in Q1 we look at Q2 and typically Q2 is a little bit slower. So we really look at, okay, what are some things that are going to do well that people aren't necessarily thinking about beyond, you know, Mother's Day. And so some of the smaller niche type programs like, Mich- uh, sorry, Michigan Bulbs or Spring Hill Nurseries um, that before you even get into springtime do really, really well and so there's just some of those less obvious trends that we're, we're looking for and we identify and then we look for programs that would fit into those trends. Right. So, yeah.
2: uh, I want to just draw a line under this for, for a second for some of the publishers out there because um, what I'm hearing, Melissa, is that you have access to a huge amount of data that is not available to the average Uh, the average Joe in the network, either an advertiser or a publisher. You can look at aggregate data. So when a publisher hears from your team, they should actually be very excited to hear from your team, not just simply because you're reaching out (laughs) of hand, (laughs) but because you have such a huge amount of knowledge about stuff that no one else um, outside the network is, is really aware of, right?
4: Yes, uh, Yes. definitely. I mean, we, we hope that they're excited to hear from us, um, and we definitely try to get uh, the point across that we are looking at data and, um, and and not just kind of, you know, pulling things out of thin air that we think might work. We're really looking at specific data and metrics um, and, and things that we've seen have, have worked in the past or that we're seeing kind of jump on the radar at this time and that we, um, you know, sort of have our pulse on, on the network and want to get that information out to our clients, obviously, to help everybody's... Um, you know, performance increase.
2: So, I'm curious, how often um, are you really rejected or shut down <laughs> when, you, when you make a call? I mean, are you usually um, able to hear and connect, hear from and connect with the publishers and you're reaching out to? Uh,
4: typically, but you know, it depends on on how um, how busy they are. You know, sometimes as we're going into, into uh, the holiday season not as responsive. So getting out those ideas for Q1, you know, may not be as easy as we'd like it to be. Um, but we do have a couple different vehicles that we use from the advice box to email, um, you know, to, to actually picking up the phone and calling the different clients that we're identifying. So um, for the most part, they're pretty responsive. People are really happy to hear from us um, and and have that outreach. So, uh, you know, every now and again, we have a little trouble getting a hold of some people that you know, we, we push and we try, and, uh, and they, they typically will get in touch with us.
2: Okay, so, Kim, this sounds fairly uh, familiar, doesn't it? This yeah. is all about open lines of communication. Right. <laughs> so not only open lines of communication between publisher and advertiser, but between publisher, advertiser, and network. Hello, everybody. Let's, let's uh, <laughs> answer emails and phones. Uh, it, it can be actually very beneficial for you.
3: Right? Yeah, I mean, this is something on, I think on every single one of our shows we've gone back to communicate. And, you know, I think Brian and I, have both ta- you, you and I have both talked about that publisher, we get emails from publishers and emails from advertisers. We don't hear from the publisher or we don't hear from the advertiser. Um, you know, Melissa's group is here to sometimes bridge that gap and uh, get some things out there so that you can, you can grow your business whether you're an advertiser or a publisher. So, Melissa, it sounds like you've got a lot of clients that you're dealing with, um, advertisers, publishers, uh, all these guys are trying to do business in the network. Um, how do you determine which client segments you go after or which individual clients you should outreach to? And Are you segmented by advertiser or publisher? How do you, how do you determine that? That's a very
4: good question. Uh, we actually added an analyst to our team. Um, uh, a while ago after we uh, had some difficulties trying to figure out, you know, who would be the best um, clients to benefit from our, our contacts. So we have an analyst. He's continually looking at the network performance data and reports on a daily basis and, uh, and, and looking for Drops and increases um, in clients, and um, and then from that information, he pushes out recommendations of, of who we should contact and um, ideas for advice campaigns um, that he's from what he's seeing to our performance consultants. And so then their their task was going out and and then um, contacting. Um, clients and, and uh, making those recommendations. So um, without the analyst it, would be, it definitely would be tricky but um, that's, that's how we really um, go about identifying those trends and what's going on in the, in the network. So he's, uh, he's very helpful. Hope he doesn't go anywhere.
2: <laughs> so Melissa, if analysts are, are really important to your job. and Obviously it sounds like they, they are. Um, I'm just curious, as Kim asked earlier, are there other trends that maybe you can talk to that you've spotted which most people are not going to be aware of?
4: Sure. Um, So you sort of, in in addition to the uh, seasonality-specific trends um, and some of the more niche trends, we also are um, identifying some some sort of event-related spikes or trends that are really, really not obvious. Um, And an interesting example uh, would be that a number of our baby advertisers see a spike in the fall. Say around October, and it seems a little strange to us. So we started looking into it. Like, what? Why? Why would this be? And it turns out that a number of the baby advertisers offer Halloween costumes for infants, and so that's definitely not a product that one would typically typically think of these advertisers as selling. And sometimes even the advertisers themselves aren't even really aware that it's you know it might be a trend. Um, and definitely the publishers are are usually not aware of that sort of thing. So something like that that kind of jumps out at us and we say, whoa, that seems a little out of the ordinary, what's going on here? And then we look, you know, we look into it and find out what's going on. Um, and, and so now we know about this and this year we'll begin um, pushing baby advertisers a little bit before Halloween and, uh, and, and you know, putting out there why we're doing that so that publishers are aware and and, consume, and hopefully they can let their consumers uh, know that they offer baby costumes so that's just another example a <laughs> little bit more uh bizarre example of some of the trends that we're seeing
2: you've got me thinking now i, I remember i've been thinking back to the last halloween where my dog got to uh wear a devil cape and and uh, a pair of horns maybe we'll see a, a similar trend for pets what do you think
4: pet costumes yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay well um I think it's that time we need to to feed the sponsors again, Uh, keep the lights shining brightly. Uh, So let us take a quick break, and we'll be right back talking with Melissa Shearer.
1: You're just minutes away from more affiliate marketing today. Stay tuned. Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? What kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are.
3: Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com.
6: Get more traffic-maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. Did you know about one out of five visitors are immediately bouncing off your site now? monetize this bouncing traffic with stopbounce.com log on to stopbounce.com today and discover how easy it is to generate revenue from this previously untapped source all while enhancing user experience earn money for each visitor leaving your site now with stopbounce.com turn lost opportunities into found profits
2: Want to make the search engine gods happy? When promoting your
3: website, do you say no to tricks and spam? Say yes to editor-based software, making relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy with linksmanager.com.
2: It's no secret, linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. So why use unethical methods causing search engines to downgrade your rankings when you can have the search engine gods bestow their light upon you with linksmanager.com. <laughs>
1: Now, back to Affiliate Marketing Today, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host.
3: Hi, welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Today with your host, Brian Caldwell and Kim Dalzell. And today we are speaking with Melissa Shagaris from... Commission Junction. She is the director of performance optimization, and if you've been listening to the beginning of show, the show, she's been giving lots of advice for advertisers and publishers, and she's also been giving us some trend information. In the last segment, she talked about baby uh, Halloween costumes, so uh, which we found we found very very interesting trend. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to move on to uh, just another question that sort of segues off of that but what types of clients do you seem to work with on a regular basis?
4: Well, um, we work with many, many clients and it's such a large number that um, we're really looking for those that have the most potential and that um, have resources on their end and will be able to implement the recommendations that we're giving. Um, so. We end up contacting quite a few, as I mentioned, sort of smaller and mid-tier clients um, and then also reach a large number through our other activities and the Pushed Advice and the promotional email campaigns that have um, hot offers and... um, and and also advertiser recommendations. So, we try to hit as many clients as we can in the network. Um, those that we're calling on an individual basis are really those that we that we're identifying as being um, high potential or um, or that we see are, are ramping and that could really um, you know use our advice and and uh, and benefit from that. So, and the ones that call us back. <laughs> so. Uh, but we definitely try to, try because we're not managing them, we can work our way through quite a few. Um, so we're just, we're, we're really, um, you know, trying to hit as many as we can. Okay.
2: So Melissa, I, I know, from, you know, working on the publisher development team, that there are certain vertical markets and, and uh, industries that generate you know, a lot more revenue than others. Um, and, and we probably tend to focus more on those types of clients. But it, it sounds to me as though, um, you're really you know, democratizing the, the affiliate marketing space and, and making sure <laughs> that everyone is successful, not just those folks that happen to be in industries that tend to attract a lot of, say, search traffic, for instance. All right?
4: Yes. Yeah. Definitely, I mean we're looking at a lot of different criteria, and not not just. The, I mean we do look at performance, but uh, we also are looking at um, seasonality and business model category. Um, like I mentioned, the resources on the client's end is very important, and if, you know if we hear about somebody um, calling into client services, it's really desperate to grow their program, and they'll do whatever, you know, whatever we'll tell them to do, and they're just really looking for that, um, for that assistance, and, you know, we're happy to, to, to help out there and, and, um, and give some guidance. So, yeah, You're we definitely sh- try to to spread the love, so to speak.
2: <laughs> You're the human face and voice of the network. Love it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but, but yet we're behind the scenes, sort of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, well, all right, so it sounds kind of like a um, – like it's a a don't call us, we'll call you situation with clients. Um, How do you decide which clients to contact?
4: Yeah, uh, again, it's really just based on the... The client's, uh, you know, combination combination of many things. The client's performance and, uh, and their willingness really is, is a huge factor um, and, and potential, which we then, you know, use some different criteria to determine um, how much potential we really feel they have to grow, um, if they had just a little more help and guidance from, you know, from the experts at, uh, at Commission Junction. So, um, and then with our analyst really, he's, he's letting us know, um, what you seeing and, and uh, where our time would best be spent, really, on, the, on both the publisher and the advertiser side.
3: Um, it sounds like your focus seems to be on, like, small or, you know, mid-tier publishers and advertisers. Um, do, you, do you think your efforts, I mean, you've talked a lot about, you, the, those are the ones you usually talk to, mm-hmm. those are the ones that um, you're pushing out a lot of the advice, and I think that's where the advice toolbox is sort of, Toolkit, is that what you called it? I can't remember
4: what <laughs> you Yeah, these the
3: advice box. The yes. advice box um, is really being used by those smaller or mid tier publishers and advertisers. Um, do you think your efforts also help with those larger
4: advertisers? Because we have some of those that are listen publishers that listen I, to us. <laughs> yes, I, I think that, uh, I, you know, actually I know that, that our efforts do uh, do affect perform- the performance of larger clients as well. Um, the advice box actually will, if, if larger clients are included in the target for a particular advice campaign, they will... Um, Uh, target those clients as well. Um, But a lot of what we're doing on on a day-to-day basis um, with the individual one-to-one communication um, I I think is really affecting some of the larger clients. Um, We're constantly looking for... optimization of existing affiliations as well as looking for new ones to create. And so um, we deal a lot with the account managers um, Mm -hmm. uh, on your team, Kim, and and the other uh, account directors on both publisher and the advertiser side. And um, we work with them to arrange relationships, basically, um, between sometimes a mid-tier publisher and a CJ Vantage advertiser, um, or vice versa. It would be a CJ Access advertiser and a CJ Performer publisher, maybe. Um, So we have a lot of that going on. Um, and I think a lot of the managed advertisers actually um, are looking to some of the smaller, mid-tier, up-and-coming publishers, um, really because there's only so many CJ performers to go around. Right. Um, and so it's another way that they can really look at, um, you know, segmenting their own program and growing that next section down. So. Um, that's, and then we're also are working really closely with the account managers on collecting um, the promotional offers. So we have our monthly What's Hot newsletter um, and my team actually puts that together. Um, so we do a lot of work there in, in, in working on collecting really solid quality offers that we think um, the publishers will, um, will like. So uh, I think we do We do a lot of uh, interaction there that, that may not be um, as apparent but, mm-hmm. but I think is, is actually having some effect.
2: I I think that's a really good point that you made a second ago about the fact that you're really helping those advertisers reach out to mid-tier publishers who may become CJ performers in the near term. Mm -hmm. These are the undiscovered gems inside the network. So are are you actively working with the publisher development team to kind of lift those publishers up to CDP status and then hand them off, or how does that work?
4: Um, yes, we will. We'll, we have a sort of an you know, ongoing list of um, publishers that we're trying to work with, and um, and we do. We work pretty closely with the publisher uh, development team, letting them know you know which ones are getting really close to being kind of that CJ performer level, um, and which business models they um, they fall under. Um, and, uh, and then we also work sort of together on pushing some of those advertisers, some of those maybe larger advertisers that really um, could, could use the, the lift from the CJ Performers as well as some of the mid-tier publishers. Um, and then when we do have one that, that is, uh, has reached that CJ Performer status, we'll do a handoff and, and uh, make sure that's a smooth transition, even though we haven't really been managing them. But we do have relationships with, you know, with many of the clients.
2: So is there a parallel path on the advertiser side as well? If you're reaching out to, say, mid tier advertiser or non managed advertiser, that's reaching a point where they need to become managed, or they they decide, or help you help them decide that it might be in their best interest. Yeah, There's I a handoff process there too. I would imagine, right? Yes,
4: yeah, there there definitely is, and uh, yeah, we're we're in contact with uh, with you know with, I would say all of the of the really high performing CJ Access clients um, and our you no. Know, c- monitoring their performance, and uh, there there gets to to be a a point where we feel like they would be um, better suited at our CJ Vantage service level because we are not a a day-to-day contact for them. Um, So we'll definitely talk to them about the benefits of CJ Vantage and and then help them with that migration um, if it's a good fit for them.
2: Okay. So everyone in the audience, listen to that. This is a golden opportunity when performance optimization contacts you. It's like a golden ticket to the Willy Wonka factory. Let's
3: go. <laughs> we like to think so. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, just level set one thing, because I don't think we've actually really used the term CJ performer and defined it. I don't think in the past, have we, Brian?
2: Um, I'm not sure if we have. That's actually an interesting point. Yeah, uh,
3: so go ahead so I, I was just <laughs> going to say that um, you know if, if for all those publishers who are interested in um, learning more about being becoming a CJ performer you should you should go to our site and there is a, a way to apply to become a CJ performer um, so cJcom um, and really it's it's it, it, we're, we're trying basically you need to be a uh, performing well in multiple categories across multiple advertisers Um and you have to be have no violations in our code of conduct. And then, you know, I'm sure the publisher is saying, that's great, I get a point of conduct, but what is in it for me? Um, there are some things that are in it for you, so please go check it out on this site. Um, I, don't, I don't want this to be a, a CJ commercial, but I did want to make sure we defined what a CJ performer was since we had talked about it.
2: Sure. I mean, it's essentially a, a sale of approval uh, that you can earn, and it, it's, you know, it's an earned right. You do have a lot of benefits, but you also have some responsibilities. Uh, it basically means that you're an upstanding affiliate that advertisers should take a much closer look at uh, when deciding to work with you or not. And they might decide that you can earn more on, a, on each conversion. They may give you a better payout rate, et cetera, if you're a CJ performer. So it's a good point, Kim. Thanks. <laughs>
3: Well, thanks, Melissa. We want to go to a break to do a couple of commercials and give our sponsors some time. So we'll be back in about two minutes. Thanks.
1: You're just minutes away from more Affiliate Marketing Today. Stay tuned.
7: media.com today click Tracks, all new version six prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web, web analytics programs, programs on the planet dan noyes president of zephoria.com writes ClickTracks is like a religion to us we rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what ClickTracks reveals sign up for your free trial today your only risk you may end up in our next commercial click Tracks Com. Turning your future into a fortune.
5: 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one box search. <laughs> he has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes, one click, great results.
3: You wouldn't just tell your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name, so don't do that with your phone number. A toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name. Try the free Vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com. But don't wait, because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again. tollfreenumbers.com.
5: Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media.
1: VR Web. Now, back to Affiliate Marketing Today, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host.
2: Hey, welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Today with Kim Dalzell and Brian Caldwell. We're talking today with Melissa Shigeris, Director of Performance Optimization for Commission Junction. Um, hello again, Melissa. You having Hi. fun yet?
4: Yes, this has been very, very fun. Thanks for having me.
2: No problem. Well, let, let me mention a couple things before we uh, get back into the questions. I do want to remind everybody that though you're probably listening to us live on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific or 4 p.m. Eastern. You can also listen to us as a recorded podcast, which you can download um, from webmasterradio.fm or from iTunes, if you prefer. You can also listen to us on your cell phone through the MobileCast network. And last but definitely not least, we always love to hear your voice is. So give us comments. Give us, um, tell us how you like the show. Tell us how you hate the show. Send us an email. Send it to podcasts at cj.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at cj.com. Okay. Melissa, yeah. so you've given, <laughs> given us some great information so far. Um, you've mentioned advice campaigns a couple times. I was wondering if you could go into some more specific examples of what those advice campaigns are. You know, what type of advice is it that your team is pushing out to both advertisers and publishers?
4: Sure. Well, a lot of it is uh, is really focused on best practices, I think, um, for both advertisers and publishers and things they should be doing. Um, an example of that might be uh, advertisers. So We might target advertisers that have a product feed or product catalog, and uh, we'll let them know from feedback that we've received from publishers um, which fields uh, they think are the most important and that they need to add. That the advertisers need to add more detail to their feeds. Oh yes, and please. <laughs> I, I think the advertisers recognize our, our expertise in the industry, and so sometimes um, us advising the, the advertiser to add more fields to their feed uh, might be taken a little more uh, than if just an individual publisher was asking for it. So, um, not that the advertisers don't don't want to help their publishers, but uh, but sometimes I think just having that expertise uh, really helps. Uh, with the advertisers actually doing something about it. Um, So then along along those lines, another advice campaign might be letting publishers know that they're eligible to receive a data feed um, when they reach, uh, at no charge, when they reach those levels. So um, we would let them know the benefits and and then how they go about doing that. Um, And they would log into their account and see the advice box and there's a a little kind of teaser line. They click on that and then the the advice pops up. so really in addition to, to doing industry best practice advice, um, we're many times targeting clients that are really not fully using um, the functionality and the tools that are available to them through, uh, through the account manager or through Commission Junction um, and advising them on those benefits and how it will help increase their performance um, if they were to uh, use that functionality. So um, I hope that gives you a, a little uh, insight into what we're doing.
2: Okay, so uh, something that just came to mind here, I, I know at the CJ Performer level and, and kind of the managed publisher team level, we are, are constantly advising publishers um, of, of things that they might want to consider, but we're also helping facilitate uh, interaction with the advertiser so special relationships can, can be created. Does Does that really happen at the the mid-tier level in in your group? I mean, are you actively, uh, I don't know, reaching out to an advertiser and trying to create a custom deal for a particular publisher and vice versa?
4: Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're actually doing that quite a bit. Uh, we're um, really, really focused on on creating and optimizing affiliations, and so um, and a lot of that happens sort of at the in our group at the mid tier level on both sides. Um, so we have performance consultants that are focused um, more so on the advertiser side, and those that are focused with with uh, working with publishers. And so it becomes really easy. We're all sort of sitting nearby um, to to kind of turn around and um, and and. Sort of do some, um, uh, you know, relationship building between those two um, different groups. So we're definitely seeing that, and um, and try to do that as much as possible.
2: Okay, is is it possible? Maybe you could expand on this with giving some some specific advice or information, like ideas about things that you've you've tried to, to do um, on a consistent level across the. Uh, your particular group, because uh, you know you are looking at this from a holistic standpoint. Obviously, you might be using some of those trends to identify um, common interactions that you might want to customize.
4: Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm um, so, you, are you talking know. about trying to trying to uh, do some matchmaking again between the mid tier publishers and say the CJ Access advertisers? Sure. And how we go about that? Um, yeah, I mean we uh, we have again the analyst and. Um, the analyst is great in pushing out um, seasonality-specific um, information to us, and that's a, kind of a lot where we focus on some of the matchmaking. So we'll we'll look at some categories um, and and within the seasons and look at advertisers um, in that in those categories. So CJ Access advertisers um, and CJ Vantage, if it applies, but really we're trying to sometimes do some matchmaking between those mid-tier levels um, and then publishers that do well in those categories and. Um, and, or do it well in similar categories, and then um, do the outreach from there. So um, a lot of it's just taking the data that the analyst uh, pushes over, and the performance consultants picking up the phone or sending out some emails. So not uh, not anything too automated at this time, but um, but we're really trying to, to use the data to show us where uh, where you know we can best um, do that matchmaking.
2: So you're. Um obviously not working in a vacuum because you have talked about analysts and others. What other groups inside of the network do you typically interact with?
4: Yeah, um, uh, the publisher and advertiser account development teams, as I mentioned, um, definitely do a lot of interaction there um, with with the clients that are being managed um, and the the account managers, obviously. Um, The professional services team that fulfills on value-added services, um, we actually do quite a bit of interaction there um, because we are – um, advising our advertisers and helping them come up with custom solutions um, that may involve value-added services. And so we really facilitate that and um, and that transition over to our professional services team who, who actually fulfills on those services. Um, so there's definitely interaction there. Uh, we have interaction with our inside sales team um, who is selling the CJ Access advertisers um, and trying to, to give... Um, Advice and guidance to those as early as possible when they're joining the network so that they can um, get up to speed and, and uh, yeah, see results as quickly as possible.
3: So, um, you mentioned in that, when <laughs> you were talking about that, value added services. And um, so, you know, you're obviously giving them advice, you're giving advertisers advice, and you're giving publishers advice. Um, you mentioned value added services. Could you maybe elaborate on what kind of value added services you're possibly offering to these clients?
4: Sure. Yes, um, on the advertiser side, one. Well, and, and currently, we don't have any for publishers, but uh, we are we are looking into that and what what services may be um, uh, beneficial to publishers and and of interest. But uh, so currently, we are uh, offering services to advertisers and. Um, in particular, I would say the Publisher Optimization Service and the Publisher Prospecting Service um, are both very, very popular and um, have we've seen great results from the clients that have um, implemented those. Um, and, and as I mentioned, they're fulfilled by our professional services team. Um, the Optimization Service really takes a look at um, your, as an advertiser, your joined publishers and which ones um, should be doing more than they're doing for your program based on their performance in the rest of the network um, and we have relationships with many uh, or the professional services team actually has relationship with many of these publishers and can go out and uh, and try to get them active and they'll work with the advertiser to um, you know to get a special offer or um, a performance incentive or something to probably, you know, entice these publishers to get going with mm-hmm. the program. Um, and then the prospecting service is what it sounds like. Uh, we work with... our professional services team works with the advertiser um, on, on a plan uh, to come up with um, their ideal publishers and then they'll go out and target and, and try to, to reach out to some publishers that are not currently joined to the program um, and, and see if they're interested in, in that offer um so we've really seen some some great growth and ramping from advertisers that have implemented uh, those services so um it's a, sort of led those advertisers to become more CJ
3: Van- to get into that sort of that next bucket yeah. Vantage yes. Where they're now managed by, so they they do value added services for a short period of time, um, maybe grow
4: their publisher base, and then can go into a CJ Vantage. Exactly. Portfolio. We ha- we actually have seen that happen now a few times, um, and and it's great. Uh, it's sort of a a way to test out the the strategy piece um, because with the service you get a a program manager who is working with with the advertiser on strategy for however long they have that value-added service for um, and so it's it's a great transition and a way for the advertiser to kind of see what. Uh, you know, what it would be like to have an account manager who's helping them with their strategy on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely has, has helped the performance of this program so they can, you know, move up into that level where they can easily move over to the, the vantage level service.
2: Hey, i curious, do, do um, advertisers uh, ever use that as kind of a, an internal training tool? Uh, that they'll take on value-added services for a short period of time and kind of learn the ropes and then move on? Or do they typically retain the value services or or tend to move up to another level in the network?
4: Um, I'd say both. I think there are advertisers that, um, you know, may have the resources themselves, but uh, they don't have the the relationships and the data that that, uh, Commission Junction has, and so they may try out a value-added service and then uh, see that, We've helped them get some relationships going, and then they sort of take it from there. Um, if they're not ready to move over to the CJ Vantage level, um, and then other times there are clients that really just don't have the resources, and so they're happy to say, "Here, you guys do it," you know. And and so um, they may buy services for uh, an ongoing period of time um, or program management service, even where basically all of the uh, program. Management is outsourced to the uh, professional services team here at Commission Junction. So, um, and then uh, you know, definitely at any time when they are reached the level where they feel like they want that account manager on a uh, day-to-day basis and the, and the other benefits that come from CJ Vantage, then they would then migrate over to that service level. So I, I, I think it just varies um, depending on on the client and their performance and, and the resources available to that client. I suspected it was something like that, but thanks
2: for going into the detail. Appreciate it.
3: Of course. Yeah. So I I think we've run out of time with uh, Melissa. That
2: that hour went really fast, didn't
3: it? It does. It goes very, very fast. Um, So I I I want to thank Melissa for joining us. Uh, As I said before, Brian and I love gas. Thank you both for having me. And I hope that it was informative for our advertisers and publishers who listen to us on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, we're trying to give you some more information on what performance optimization is, uh, group is doing. And uh, we thank Melissa for being a great part of this information today.
2: And if you have any questions for Melissa, we'd be happy to take them. Just send them into the podcast at cj.com email address that we've been mentioning throughout the show. We'll make sure that she receives that.
3: Yes, Thank you very much. And, again, I want to make sure everybody remembers, you can, you're probably listening to us live Tuesdays, 1 p.m. Pacific and 4 p.m. Eastern, but you can download us um, in, in any form, Matt, there on uh, webmasterradio.fm. So, uh, and you can actually listen to old shows. So if you've missed any of the shows that we've referenced in this uh, particular show or in, um, in prior shows, please go back and find them and uh, listen to them.
2: It's a good point. We have tons of, of uh, great information stored in our older shows in the archives area on webmasterradio.fm, so please do check us out. Until then, we'll be back next week. Talk to you soon.
3: Thanks.